0: Welcome back, guys, to the Bear and Scully podcast. With me, Sean Scullion, aka Scully, old man, aka the Bear, even the Face for Radio, behind the scenes. And today we're joined with Colin Bell. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Colin. Thank we're you here. for coming up. It,
1: it, uh you've, you've made your, your journey up from new there uh, today, uh, Colin. We've asked you on. Uh, obviously, you're the founder of the Kevin Bell uh, Repatriation Trust, and we're gonna we're gonna get into that. But before we normally get into the the how you want more. We'd like to find out about about our guests and where you grew up and and where you're from, and then we we'll, we'll move on.
2: Certainly, yeah. Well, uh, I'm from Ury, obviously born and bred. Uh, went to the, the Abbey Primary School, then on to the Abbey Grammar School, and then I went to St Joseph's College in Belfast and uh, trained to be a PE teacher. Taught for 14 years in. The St Peter's Secondary School on the Falls Road, and then uh, it was amalgamating. So, with three other schools, so I got a transferred redundancy to back to the back to Newry to the Abbey Primary School, and I taught there for forty years.
1: So back back to where it started?
2: Back to where it all started. My father actually was the vice principal there. He he taught in the Abbey Primary School for forty three years. And then I did what
1: twenty six years in it. So God help them. <laughs> <laughs> you have seen some changes in 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 forty years of teaching. Oh, surely, yeah,
2: yeah. But it was, a, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. I always enjoyed it. Like, I was big into sport, and and uh, as I say, trained as a PE teacher. I was uh, head of department in in Belfast, and then when I went back to. To home to Newry then sure, sure was big into the football. Took all the football teams, took all the sports in the school, and and really enjoyed it.
1: We, me, and Sean's primary school teacher was Peter Canavan, and I often <sighs> told him I was
0: the better baller Try to get me, <laughs> the, try, try to get me to play for the, the the college team a few times, you know, but I.
1: There wasn't enough paper <laughs> I was always after the time <laughs> uh, So yeah. I was, turned them down a few times But anyway yeah. it, uh, No but look it, And you, you've you always lived in your age So was it always a goal to come back then To the to the Abbey or were you happy in Belfast No I was very happy in Belfast But then of course I got married
2: I think well, I started teaching in, in St Peter's in, in 1974 I got married in 1984 and then for the last four years I was travelling to Belfast so it was good to
1: get home to Newry so I didn't have to travel. When, when the handbrake comes on high, it slows us all down, doesn't it? it. <laughs> <laughs> <I got> it. <laughs> and then you, you settled down and then children? Yeah, we're, we
2: were married for ten months and we had twins Sean and Kira. and then 13 months later we had twins Kevin and Brenton and then we had uh, Eamon, Connor and Maeve. So we actually we had seven children under the age of six. You're a busy man, eh? Oh, yeah. I don't <sighs> bother. You
1: don't were hard, hard, hard at work. No bother. TV. <laughs> <laughs> any, any wonder he took the football teams he was now. <laughs> what was that? Are we starting another club up there? No. I'll be your <laughs> man. <laughs> at two sets of twins under two. Under thirteen months. Under th- I, uh, that. That's that's yeah. that's. I, I, I'm I'm saying that type. Like I have any sort of clue. I don't have a clue. But that that's. Is that is that that, that There there has to be like a, a rarity of that, isn't there? Well, I don't know, but uh, I've never heard of two sets of twins in in the one house. Yeah.
2: Uh, oh, there's plenty of people. I think, I think once you have multiple births, the chances are the next time you are yeah. So we're lucky we didn't have five sets yeah
1: yeah. you know so and look then obviously then you know you're with the boys were you trying to field half the team or what way was it your no well
2: we had five (laughs) five, five boys and two girls and all sports Matt no not really no I think Brenton would have been Brenton would have been the best of them now he was into sports and Kevin a bit but he only did it for the crack. You know, so sometimes
1: I think that's the the best way. To get oh, the definitely. No, you
2: wouldn't have been too serious about it, like you know, not like
1: his that. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you know, well, before we we go there, we obviously know that you've suffered your own personal tragedy before the trust, and, uh, and we're going to get into the trust. But uh, Kevin had had moved away to to America. Was it? Was he working out there? Or? Yeah.
2: Well, what happened was Kevin. Uh, Kevin was just young lad, full of crack. Mad for life, enjoy just every day was an adventure with Kevin. You know, <laughs> Kevin wouldn't you would never have sat in, in the house in the evening, like he always had to be up out doing something. You know, that like him and his mate would, would have gone to Derry for a cup of coffee <laughs> rather than you know, or they yeah. take up fishing for a week. You know, they would do but just he loved life and he uh, he loved travel. So he had been, been a year in Australia and he'd done all, you know, Bali and all this and and he was a big personality now. He was like he was quite quite a young lad growing up, but then sort of came into himself and uh, and just loved the crack and, and went out to a friend in in New York uh, and Liked liked New York, and then he came home, and he says, "I'm, I'm going to go out there." So he was out there, and you'd uh, only been there ten months, unfortunately. When when he was killed, you know,
1: the, the day you got that call, you know, and it it, it we we've had uh, parents, and it's the the single worst thing that you'll ever hear. But the day you got that call, you know, who was it contacted you?
2: Well, uh, As a matter of fact, Kevin was killed on the 16th of June in 2013. I was actually 60 on the 15th of June. And that was the Saturday. And on the Saturday morning, uh, we were having my parents and family and all up for a celebration of my 60th birthday and myself and... uh, Two of the other boys' sons, we were out the back putting up a gazebo, and Etna called me in, and when I went in, uh, Vincent and, and Caroline Toner. Now Kevin had gone out to uh, to their son in America, and uh, he before rather than get a, a cold call, he. Knew that Kevin had been killed. He contacted his parents, and they came up. and Ethna saw them coming, and she knew immediately that that something was wrong. And she opened the door to them and said, "This is Kevin, isn't it?" And they said, "Yes." She said, "How bad?" She said, "It's the worst." So uh, that's how we found out. And we were glad to do. It was a big, big thing for. Vincent and Caroline a very brave thing to come and imagine having to tell somebody that your that your son has been killed but rather than get us getting a cold call from New York you know it, we're still very grateful
1: to them you know it, it is uh, when tragedy strikes like that it's the small comforts very very small comforts and it it, it does make a difference after you come out of the midst of of you never come out of grief. You never outrun grief. Grief's always there. But it's the wee small small things, and I'm sure, like for them to have to do that, that that would have been absolutely brutal. But it's them small mercies, and 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 and, and that's exactly what the trust is is now doing. But we'll go on to talk about. It. But that, how do you process the reality of that?
2: Well. Uh when you get news like that, there. Well, I mean, as I said, as you know, we had seven children. Uh, Kira, uh, Sean was at home. Brenton was at home. Uh, Kira, she's married and and with grandchildren out in about only out in Saville, about ten minutes away from us. Uh, Connor was actually in. Uh, in Australia he was on a 10 hour bus from from uh, Brisbane to, to Cairns or somewhere uh, he had to be contacted Eamon was in Perth in Australia he'd, he'd been out there for about I suppose, I suppose about a year or two uh, so there was the practicalities of, of of getting letting the family know so uh, that would that was very tough, you know. Just to well, uh, I had to go out and tell Kira that Kevin had been killed. She was, I think, she was eight months pregnant at the time, you know, and and then contact the boys. And lucky enough now that the two boys were in Australia, and and the fact was that. Connor was able to fly to Perth, and the two boys were able to come home together. They didn't have that long journey, you know, on their own. And, but it was it was, I
1: can show you. You it, know, we we've had parents on, and and we've discussed it. Uh, to me, it's clear to see it's the single greatest pain that you could ever like, to lose of a child, and and like it, it's absolute tragedy, and. It it's something for me. When we listen, we can only sort of imagine, and that's maybe a percentage of what it really is. And that and that's that's the, and that's a lot of parents out there. You think that there, and you can only imagine it. Yeah. And even then, imagine it's not it's nothing. It it doesn't even touch it. But it and it's not something that I want. But he, he, when he he died out there, then what was the process then for you then? Because obviously. Now you're fully aware of this, but what, what what do you do then? What what what's what what is the the practicalities then? Do you, do you go to back to go out and find out what's happening or what way does that? Yeah, work?
2: well we were sure. So, like I mean, we've taken over seventeen hundred people home, and there's not one of them was ever quicker home than Kevin was. Kevin was was with the Armagh Gaelic Club in New York and Etna's cousin Nasa she lived in Manhattan and she knew a lot of you know the right people so Kevin was killed about a quarter to to three on a Sunday morning his post-mortem took place on Sunday afternoon on the Monday uh, the Armagh boys got a car collected Nasa and they went everywhere that needed to be seen. And if they went to a place and they were told, right, yeah, come back, that she just said no. no. Uh, I need that with family at home waiting here and, and and then move on to the next place, get all the paperwork done. Kevin was released to the undertaker on, the, uh, on Monday evening and he was on the plane home on Tuesday evening and he was in our house on Wednesday and I mean that's just unheard of you know I mean let's say 170 or what 1700 repatriations and and his was the the fastest and he actually uh, the boys two boys were able to get home they they arrived home on Tuesday afternoon so uh, we were all together again then on the on the Wednesday.
0: But um, that's, that's a lovely thing to see because I think you find here whenever a tragedy strikes like that there nobody really knows what to do yeah. but whenever you're in a community which is such a tight community and even in the football clubs and everything else you find even around here locally in Cookstown stuff like that happens and the community well, just come up trumps.
2: It's well, is it's amazing that it, it's it just I mean we learned of Kevin's death at 11 o'clock in the morning and news broke I'd say you know round the town uh, uh, about say early afternoon. Well, I mean, all his mates Gavin had a big, big circle of friends. And they all just arrived, and I mean, all they did was sit, stand in the front garden. They're all together, and and I mean, they were all heartbroken as well, like you know. So, and that, that's uh, and that's why the Gavin belt. Uh, Repatriation Trust works. I mean, we're unique in the world in, because of community and, and community in Ireland, and parish communities, football teams, Gaelic clubs, uh, neighbours, everything. You know, not and it, uh, I mean, we are unique. There's not another repatriation uh, uh, charity in the world anywhere,
1: you know? It, it's unbelievable because the amount I have heard, uh about the Repatriation Trust and the I have heard about uh, the work and it, it's the sad thing is I hear about it more and and the, that is the, the, the thing but you even touched on it there young lads and, and things like that and, and the community come together sometimes you see that there and nobody knows what to do and everyone's lost, and especially young lads they don't know how to talk, they just sort of come together and just stand around that bit of company that bit of you, you're going mad in your own head and like what I always say when when tragedy strikes I like got everything's a blur for you know everything's happening sort of like you're outside of your yourself you're not in control and you're not sure and you're not it's it's these moments when people do them things that, that and NASA you, you were talking about there it's the right people seem to be in and stepping up and the right that was obviously you know that, that determination and that no, you know, where a more timid person might go, okay, we'll come back and slow it down, you know, it, it's that sort of tenacity that the right people coming together, them lads driving around, and just pulling to make that absolutely brutal, horrible, I can't even put it into context, the, the, the trauma time, but when, when people do that and, and, and you had your boy back with you, you know, you you do anything to have them back that or sooner that day, sooner. Oh, absolutely. So, like, it means that that much to people to have yeah. that.
2: Well, the whole fact of the matter is that, that that I know, like, like as I said, Sunday morning, terrible news. Uh, like, I mean, Monday, Tuesday, waiting and not eating and 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 when when Kevin when. Kevin was carried into the house on the Wednesday. The sense of calm and and peace and and he was home, yeah. he was safe, yeah. and his mum was able to hold his hand and and uh, I mean that's that's partially one of the reasons why we, we set up the trust too in that in that I mean families the 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 relief. To, to have the, your loved one home is, is so important.
0: But even for his brothers and sisters, you know, to, to lose your a sibling, to lose your twin brother, like, I can't imagine, like there's four boys in my house, I can't even imagine losing any of them in that sort of circumstance, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's bound to be so nice to have in a big family and to have that support inside your family. Like it's not a one-child no. You know what I mean? You have a, a, a loving family that's there to support each other. Absolutely. Even though the community is still there to help, but y- your family connection no, no, was there yeah. too.
2: Big time, yeah. No, very, we are very lucky in that. Like I mean, the, the children, as I say, all grew up together. There wasn't a single child in the house. They didn't have to be amused because they always had somebody to play with and and, and and they grew up and they were all very, very close in the end. And, and thankfully like thank God they still are you know, they're very, very close
0: And then last year um, you just had sent a wee thing through beforehand so last year was really your busiest year out of the 10 years that you've um, been doing this am I right, mm. uh, it was 271?
2: Yeah it's, That was flowing right. home Yeah I mean, uh, I suppose like we're it's ten years since Kevin was killed, so I mean, we've we've touched all parishes in Ireland, you know, and and if, if people haven't heard of us, uh, and tragedy strikes anywhere in Ireland, somebody will will say, look, contact the the Kevin Bell, you know,
1: with with that. <coughs> Becomes more of a responsibility like They trust us as more to do And and, and I don't know Ever say it it's great. it's great So Just for some of the listeners That don't know And this is the nature of it Just took a wee Short brief Break there Because your your phone You are only the second person We have said Keep your phone on Normally we always say Take your phone off But we had CRS And yourself And, and like time is The uh, essence You're always available Yeah, yeah. And uh that that unfortunately, that's the nature of it, and and that that just shows that you just were are on the tenth of January, eleventh of January now, yeah, January, and how many deaths of of the twelve?
2: That's number twelve. So we're, I mean, in January, in July last year there was thirty five. You know that's the most in one month, but you know as you were saying, like we're, we're well known now and and probably. And you see the the fact of the matter it's not just that we pay for repatriation. You mean if if a family rings us, I mean they don't have to do anything else. We can take it out of their hands and say, look, we'll we'll take it from here and we'll organize it and and that's that's a big you oh. know, thing for a family too, you know.
1: So and I hope you don't mind, Colin. I'm gonna ask you, you said your son had been killed. Uh-huh. What what had
2: happened? Kevin uh, had been out on 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 Saturday night as normal, probably Friday night and Thursday night, <laughs> and, but he had been out on the Saturday night and he uh, got a, a taxi back to his apartment. He got out of he got out of uh, the the taxi, and a speeding white van came round the corner, uh, out of control. Actually hit him and put him onto the road, and he, where another car hit him, and they both drove off, left him lying. But mercifully, I suppose, like he, he wouldn't have known anything about it, and
0: and died instantly. You know, so. And who was with him that night? Were any of his friends or anything, or was he no, just he, getting dropped he, off?
2: He got. you just got the taxi back to his apartment. Yeah, yeah. you you been out with his friends, surely? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And in that situation, has, has anybody ever been charged for like obviously no. the van and the car drove off? No,
2: nobody, nobody did. But uh, it's it's not something that doesn't eat at it, us, you know. I, I suppose I mean they have whoever did it yeah. has to live with it, yeah. you know. But I mean it doesn't eat at it, us, or, or we
1: accept that mm-hmm. it was Kevin's time. Tell me. Does repatriating somebody when a criminal investigation is involved does that change the the?
2: the it, it, it it does. In that, you know, they might have to uh, the the post mortem. They may have to to you know do a, a, a or or take a body part or whatever you know for after. But I mean, it it generally would put a you know a. a couple of weeks on to to repatriation I mean generally repatriation from anywhere in the world pre-Covid was about 7 to 10 days and now it's yeah it's probably 10 days to to a fortnight but in different cases you know they're
1: So the knock on uh, there is a knock on effect of uh, Covid in that? Well
2: well, we seem to find that you know Uh, I mean, some countries, of course, are very, very good and very, very quick uh, uh, and other countries aren't. I mean, Australia for a long time was, you would have had somebody home in 10 days now and and now you you find it's maybe gone up to a fortnight, it could go to three weeks, you know, and I mean, for a family, family to be sitting
1: at home for, you know, that's 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 it just there's there's a lot of viewers and that that'll be across in England and and where it. This is what I would say. We're very unique in our grief process in this country. We are are normally at home, and it may vary. And some might say normally it's a, a like a three day uh, wake. Then we have our burial or cremation, whatever the family choose. till till other cultures they might find that weird or different or whatever it is but to us it's 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 our healing process it's our it's it's how we process and 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 i have seen you know in england where they have burials a month later and 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 that's their process now i'm not to say but just for people to realize that that the, them times after the way we're programmed, the way we're brought up, the way we're we're educated, our, our mindset is we want to start the grieving process. We want to say our goodbye. We want to start a grieving process. There's different processes you go through the loss of somebody, and then it's the grieving process that follows. So that's why I'm talking about time, especially here, yeah. being so unique. It's it, for us, you know, if your loved one, the first thing you want to do is see them. And, and be with them and and say your own personal goodbyes and, and talk and hear the stories. And we know how wakes are here and you want to hear things about Kevin that you, you didn't know. The lads called Ryan and said, do you remember the time? Because it, it, it almost seems like it's a time you, 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 you say them things. And I know this sounds really weird in a way, but they have the crack about them. And that's a, it's a very weird thing for other cultures to understand ours. But you talk about them and you find out these things and you, you're bringing up memories and you remember the time we were caught doing this and that. So, like, that's our process. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, uh, not, to, not
2: to, to say anything about other cultures, but the fact of the matter is the wake, you know, a, an early wake, you know, that carries you. You know, people carry you over those first initial days, you know, as you say, the three days. I mean, and then... It's after that where you do your grieving and stuff like that. Or you're too busy, probably, you know, with the week. And it does, the, the first, uh, the support you get in those three days is so important. And then you you, you can sort of come to terms with the fact that, that the loved one's gone, you know. and But uh, for families who are waiting, you know, a week or two week. I mean, they're just totally in limbo. They're just, there's nothing there, there, there's nothing you can do, you know.
1: And people don't know ever they're to call or or they're not to call. And, you know, we, in our culture, we print it in the paper when to call. And and, yeah. and in that scenario, it's a very, it's a very taboo. It's, it's it's like we don't know and we don't know how to be and we don't know. And, and for them people, so that's why I was saying like your phone's on because it's time it's 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 the essence. It's 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 like them responses. That's that's like people. Who I'm sure you get contacted at all hours of, of, of the day, and like that's what I we we were we were touching on that, and and that's why when you talked about the process um, of of bringing your son home, and it was the shortest ever, which in seventeen hundred, mm-hmm. and it was before you knew anything, and and it was just the things all aligned. And it's almost like it started this process of leading to the trust to to help in these families because it aligned, and and you know that you knew what it meant to you. You knew what having your boy back meant to you, your family, your 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 children, your wife, and 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 when was it then after you lost Kevin that you were like, No, know, I want to step in here and I want to help. I want to help of uh, families that have this, or did it naturally, did somebody come to you and say, how did you do this afterwards, or how did that all come about? Well, it, More or less by accident.
2: Now, as I said, when when news broke in Newry that Kevin had, had been killed, now, we we would have been a well-known family in, in Newry in, in that uh Ethna's father founded the Credit Graduate Union. Her mother was chairperson of the Fish. My father was uh, taught for forty three years in the Christian Brothers. Uh, he also was a, a counselor for for many years. Uh, my mother she was a, she taught in the Sacred Sacred Heart School. Taught drama, produced all the shows, produced shows for Newry Musical Society. Ethna, my wife, very talented. Amateur, actress, good singer, the whole lot, very well known. I myself, as I was big into sport, I, uh, I played minor and under 21 and I was in down senior panels without breaking much ice now in the senior panels, to be honest. But I also played seven seasons for Newry Town in, in the Irish League. So And uh, then, of course, I was a teacher in the primary school. So, I mean, our family were... Super, super sure. well known, like in, in everything in Uri. So whenever news broke, the the town just went pure mad. Fundraising, there was a, a, a quiz on in the canal court on the Tuesday night, and there was forty-five thousand pounds raised that one night. There was a fun run and walk on the Thursday night, there was twenty-five thousand pounds raised. Anybody there's bagpacks, anybody who could do anything okay. was raising money and and there was a fundraiser in New York, and there was a fundraiser in Australia because he had left his mark in Australia. and There was one hundred and fifty thousand pounds raised to bring Kevin home. So obviously it didn't take one hundred fifty. So we had we had one hundred and fifty thousand pounds, and it wasn't ours. So uh, I think the week after Kevin's funeral, we heard of a young fella from from uh, carried off had been killed in Thailand. So we got the parents. phone number and we contacted them and said look we have this money we'll pay to bring your son home and the next week there was a young fella from Sligo fell and hit his head in Las Vegas and died again we reached out to his uh, parents and said we have this money we'll pay to bring your your son home then the next week there would have been another one, another one, another one and we thought right uh, at the Once this hundred fifty thousand pounds is gone, that that would be it. But there was a young fella from uh, Leitrim, uh, County Down, uh, had been killed the year before. He was uh, a young fella called Ryan Doyle, had been killed in Australia the year before, and there was a lot of money raised for him to come home. And the parents heard about heard about us, and they came to us and said, "Look, there's seventy two thousand pounds was raised to bring Ryan home," and they gave that to us. And then people started to kind of pay back. Yeah. So we said, look, we'll make this Kevin's legacy. We applied to the, the uh, Charity Commission in Northern Ireland uh, to become a a, a registered charity. Uh, it took about a year, I suppose, a year and a half. And then we applied to the Charity Regulator down south um, to become a registered charity down south as well. And... As I say, the rest is history. It's just, it's been, and I mean, the amount of support we get throughout the world is amazing. I mean, there's fundraisers going on for us in America, there's Australia, there's uh, anywhere where there's Irish diaspora, there's fundraisers for us.
0: And, and just on that, it's, you just bring home anybody on both sides of the community oh, and both sides of the border, north and south. Oh yeah. So yeah. It's, it's covering the whole, the whole land, island yeah. of Ireland. Yeah. Which is fantastic,
2: yeah. Well, it's, I say, brothers uh, uh, grief and Catholic grief. There's no no difference, you know. The, the family is getting worst news, and 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 I say, uh, I mean, we get support from both sides of community, and and uh, just it's. A unique sort of not unique that that we get supported, but it's a unique, unique sort of charity throughout the world, and and it is a purely Irish thing, you know.
1: But I I, I do believe that that is unique in that too, because grief unites you. You know, you in when grief hits or tragedy hits, there's not a lot of things matter. No. You see things for a very, you get a very clarity on on sometimes on vision, and it doesn't matter. But the way. The people here, the, the the we've always known this about our own generosity, but it almost seems now like, and I have seen it, locally, when when you've stepped in and helped a the family, then once they've come to terms with it and they have sit down and they're like, what well, we what would we have done without the Kevin Bell Trust? We you know where would we be? And and it's not that they're compelled to; they want to. They want to then fundraise. And, and say well, like, we want to pay it forward to, to the family that's coming so they then tend to fundraise and, and so as you've seen the 150 going out and then once time has settled these people were like you know what that was that was unbelievable what was done for us and then you're starting to get it coming back and like you know these things to repatriate a body and I know you can't typically because you, you could be repatriating from England, you could be repatriating France or America. Or you, I've seen the list of countries and it just literally nearly lists every country in the world. There's every corner in the world. That, what, what sort of money does it take to bring a body home?
2: Well, as, as you just said, generally, uh, uh, I mean, just different. Country to country. So, if you want to take somebody from from England, it's generally between one and two thousand. Take somebody home from Europe, you're talking maybe five six thousand pounds. You take you want to take somebody from the, the Far East or whatever, it's generally around eight thousand. If you're talking Australia, maybe ten thousand. Uh, America is is very funny because it can you can take somebody home. From the west coast for for maybe six thousand, but take somebody home from, from New York, it could be twelve thousand. You know, it, it really all depends. But we don't mind. You know, if if, if they said it costs twenty five thousand pounds, well, we're lucky we have it, and and we you know there is a family waiting. So I mean, we're not going to quibble over price, and but generally now you see because. Because we're going ten years, if somebody dies in in New York, we know the undertaker that we're going to use, or Melbourne, or Sydney, or or you've you've, or,
1: you've created connections. Yes, that's, yeah.
2: So generally, if there's a if I get word like I did this morning, uh, and uh, that's from the Far East, well, I know exactly who I'm going to contact. You know, and it's really one email will, and because of the fact used to be used to be that uh, we we would have to put the money up front but now we we can they just go ahead and do it and then they'll bill us after You know, we're, well of course the thing was we, we had a meeting with the second year, third year in, we had a meeting with uh, Jimmy Deanahan who was the minister for the diaspora down uh, in the Republic and after that meeting every embassy and uh, and consulate in the world uh, the Irish embassy have
1: our number or contact details so you're saying you had what uh, what is the the minister of diaspora what is
2: that he's for all the Irish people who live abroad
1: Oh, okay yeah so
2: after that all the consulates and and embassies were given our number and so now even if we've onto a new country you know we just say look if you have any problems contact the Irish Embassy they'll guarantee that we're you know they'll guarantee our bona fides
1: The the, the one thing Colin there must have been serious frustrations at the start when dealing with the bureaucracy of things in new countries that weren't aware of, of who you are, and you know it it's 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 a good thing. It's a bad thing that so long and so many people. But in in a way that the systems become much more bigger. The people, you know, the the thousands we were talking about. Like there's people that like they couldn't afford to bring the. It's it's an expensive thing, and they can't afford it. So not not just for financial, not just for financial. Because if you had the money, I'm sure a lot of people come to you, the, the wealthy families but they just don't know the first step of what to do.
2: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we have those as well. And, I mean, it, as I said earlier, uh, if somebody contacts us, they don't have to do anything else. I mean, we'll make all the arrangements and keep them updated and let them know what's happening and when to expect the body home and, and then... Uh, so I mean as I say that's 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 a big thing as well as the financial aspect
0: Yeah because you're talking there about the massive financial burden that's on the families, you know how do they come up with the money, so you're removing that but it's, it's also the massive logistics around that, so what what is that process, what does that process entail
2: Well I mean first of all a person dies abroad they have to go for the post-mortem and after more than, the death certificate is issued, and once the death certificate is issued, then the body can be released to the uh funeral home. Now the funeral home uh will then uh maybe have to go to court to get the papers for yeah. release because you just can't fly a body out of a country you know where there has to be. You know, even out of England, even if somebody dies in England, we have to get an out of England certificate. You know, so I mean, there's the, the courts and the paperwork, and generally that that'll take maybe two days, three days.
1: You, it's it's yourself and who else? Then obviously, with the, the amount of logistics, is, is, is
2: well, we're, we're there's we have one uh, employee. Uh, that's Maria in the office she's the office manager and she does all the uh, financials and stuff like that there and she works from half nine to to half one every day so she's part time she's the only uh, paid employee and we've got I mean uh, our, our trustees are all friends of, of of Kevin or friends of ours and they all I mean like uh the we have the the manager of the credit union, we have uh, accountants and whatever and and they all I mean it's 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 very, very local. Yeah. You know, there's only two people in the office and, and we do all the repatriations.
1: It must you must never stop. No. Because be- between, you know, I've followed you for quite a, a long time, maybe a couple of years on, on, on Facebook there, and I see, like, if you're away in, in, in America, and there's a lot of, like, nights being held for the trust, and they obviously want you there, and but you're obviously, you're still, you're still working, and, and, and...
2: Yeah, well, I'm, v- I'm very lucky in that now, Maria has been working with us now, I suppose, this last six years, and she can, whenever I, like, as I say, I would have to go to New York maybe two or three times a year for Czech presentations. And and they actually, they do want you there. And last year, uh, uh, there was a, if you remember Damien Casey from from Dungannon, who died, uh, there was a massive, there was a, a, a lot of, uh, very wealthy or very well uh, people who've done very well in in Sydney, who who ha- had a massive ball, uh, and uh, flew myself and and Ethna out for the ball and and put us up in a, an Airbnb and and raised a phenomenal amount of money, you know. So there are times you have to you have to maintain, it. but it's not too hard like to oh. go to Sydney and we were in Perth there. Two months ago for another one, but people do like to see, and
1: it's more so I'd say, in New York. But it and and you know what that has to be, that that side you know everything that you know it's all wrapped in, in grief and people have lost. So like that side of things must be enjoyable where you see that the, the community come together. There's something beautiful about a community pulling together, and and. You know, we never lose the reason why and, and why everyone's come together. But just you know, it must be nice that to know that your son's legacy and it's just taken on and what it's become now and and the families has helped and the, the the thousands of people that you're not even aware of that the, the pain and suffering has been eased. And and we'll, we'll move to a few messages that I've actually received personally that 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 I know firsthand. But that must be nice when you get to go and you're like. Look what these people are doing! Like the the kindness and the and the thing, and and I know sometimes because you're so busy that to take that time and have to do this, it's it's like you know I'm I'm busy, but it to do that must be a nice side of it. Oh, it's a, I, uh, I mean, <clears throat> I'm somewhere every weekend. You know, I
2: mean, uh, uh, Murray there a couple of weeks ago. Limerick, I would be down all over Ireland. I mean, my, my diary is pure mad, you know, but mostly mostly weekends, but very seldom get a weekend at home. But at the same time, it, it, it is, as you say, it's lovely to meet the families, and and, uh, and they are so appreciative, and, and you know, like, uh, we're very happy that... And, and grateful that the support of the support we get, which is is phenomenal.
0: So just a question I have. So obviously the Trust is set up there to bring um, loved ones home. But I want to talk a wee bit about insurance. So the likes of people that are away abroad and they have their own insurance. Do you step in at that time or anything? you have no involvement no. at all? So the insurance will... So if you just talk a wee bit about that.
2: Yeah. No... Uh, things that well if a person has insurance, then the insurance we're only going to, we're only really doing what the insurance company would do, you know and taking that burden off people but uh, things we don't do like I mean we, we don't do dying wishes. somebody who has been in in New York for 60 years and their dying wish was to be buried in Ireland Well, have
1: you received have you re- oh okay,
2: yeah yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> or but unfortunately, you have to limit you, 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 yeah, can't. Well, you can't and and we can't do cremations either yeah. you know we we repatriate bodies because if 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 we were to pay for every Irish person who died abroad, whether it's repatriation or cremation and repatriation, I mean we just wouldn't last yeah. you know so and 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 our i mean there are times that that you know, you, you just have to say like, I'm sorry, you, that doesn't really qualify, you know. Or and
1: and, you, and know. you know, we 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 spoke to other charities that have been set up and Trust. It's not an endless pot where you can just decide that Anhing can come onto that. And and I wouldn't say abuse, but just it it you've set it up for people that have been travelling, and tragedy has struck. Yep. And that was the, the same as, 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 as happened to your own family. Yep. That was what, what this was set up for. And that's that's who you help. So, Colin, this is something I want to be clear that if any of our listeners. And, and I have a sister who has been in San Francisco for 10 years. And it's maybe important for them to, maybe she's never thought of this. But people go out with travel insurance. That's one thing. If you become a citizen in another country and your wish is to be repatriated, Do you? Is there an insurance you can get in America that would do that, or is that something that you need to be putting a fund or? or?
2: No, no. I would say I don't know if if there is an insurance uh, in America, but I mean, if you if you intend to be buried at home, then you should be making provision for it. I mean, uh, and another another thing, insurance is, is so so important. And I we like I mean, we have cases where people have died in in away in holiday and they're eighty one or eighty two and haven't got insurance. I mean that is I mean, that's just being silly. You know, I mean, you really when you travel you should have insurance. I would I mean our our case, I mean, would as you said would be that hopefully for you know people who who uh young more or less as you said we set it up you know, for cases such as Kevin who, who've gone uh, over and and, and uh, tragically have been killed and and who who wouldn't have thought of insurance or whatever but I mean people who travel on holiday and maybe uh, and don't take out insurance I mean really like, we, we do take a an awful lot of those home
1: it, is there ever a pressure that with obviously with running a charity and this is when it comes down to it, running a charity funds and, and, and having funds in place and for anybody that's listening to this and would wish to make a donation we will be including the links but the website itself has, has links and, and the GoFundMe and, and links that we'll include that here in the podcast in the description below but has there ever been a time that you've sat down and you sort of went through it and the trustees and you're like we're close, we need to start fundraising again, uh we need to put it out. You know, do you ever be worrying that no, we,
2: we have to we have to be the the luckiest charity in in, in Ireland. <coughs> I mean I, I I don't know why why the likes of the hospice or, or the air ambulance are not uh funded by government and they have to they have to actually have to have people to fundraise for them, you know to pay people to fundraise of employees who have to fundraise and they have to we we don't we are so lucky because people fundraise for us and 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 to be honest as i said we we have there are fundraisers throughout the world for us anywhere where where there's Irish people there's fundraisers and the people who haven't been uh, haven't used us I mean fundraised for us uh, and I mean we we're we were a very very lucky charity
1: it, It's maybe more a sign of, of uh, how significant of the role you played in the life of the people that you've touched and I had actually last night before you came on I put my personal one I didn't want to put it too much but I'd, I'd asked had anyone had any dealings or with the trust or, or touch and Recently, there was a massive tragedy here in our, our local parish, and it's just brought a cloud over it. Young lad, Matty McGuigan, went out to Sydney. And Kildress uh, has been in mourning since, and it's been it, a young lad, real good footballer, just basically what you you were describing, just heart and soul, went out with a girlfriend, and two days later he passed away. And his mother contacted me and his girlfriend, and they just wanted to thank you for what you've done and what they said, that... that in that despair, and they're still, they're still coming to terms with. It, but what it is is for families. What it does for families can never be underestimated. So it's absolutely, it was a it was a massive driving force for us why we wanted to have you on, because it it is unique. It's not like another charity that we spoke to. That it's it's people don't even want to begin to think about that. They don't even want to begin to know how they would go about that or things. So that that help. In that time is it's not it's not calculable. So from all them people, there's a massive thank you and an amazing legacy from your son that's being left. And hopefully for generations to come, and hopefully it's never needed. It's it's we know it's needed. So be practical about it. We know it's needed. So we know that, that there'll always be the situations. Your your phone it never stops. We know that there. It's like some of the services you talked about, the air ambulance, the fire service, the people you hope you never come into contact. People will hope they never need to phone you. But if you do, the God saying that that is, that you get that there is somebody there doing that. So it's unbelievable and fair play to you and your wife and your family and all the ones involved in that. And I would say to people, if you're watching this, donate to something that you hope you never need the benefit of any charity that you never need benefit and as you said there you're not paying people to go out the money that goes to the trust goes to the trust straight in but uh, maybe Sean has a few more questions but I just think it's amazing what you do I think it's especially even just recently in our community it's amazing you.
0: well I I heard of the trust but it was lovely just to get a bit more of an insight into it because as we talked before there's so many Irish are away in different countries like my brother and his wife and the wee boy they're out in Australia and it's probably not anything that they have spoke about This having an insurance, no. if anything ever happened to them. But it was nice to get a bit of an insight into that, until you know the logistics of it and how the trust works and everything else. So, thank you very much for coming on.
2: It's been a pleasure. Thank you. thank Good you, man.
0: Cheers, Colin. So, guys, just before we wrap up here, um, Colin's now left us, he's away on, um, but we'd just like to reiterate the importance of the trust and the hard work that him and his team put in. Even more so locally, um, over the last
1: few weeks, the cloud that's been over the local community of Kildress, and we'd like to dedicate this pod- this podcast to Matty McGuigan, to his girlfriend, to his family, to his friends, and to all the community of Kildress. Um, I'd also like to take just a wee minute and think of the families that don't know they need that service yet. So if you can donate and you have a few pound, please jump on the link and donate to a very, very worthy cause. Thank you.